Welcome to Digital Health Today, the podcast focused on the leaders, innovators and technologies transforming healthcare today and tomorrow. Find us online at digitalhealthtoday.com. Hello, listeners. I'm Dan Kendall, the host of the Digital Health Today podcast and founder of the Health Podcast Network. One of the great joys of my job is that I get to travel to outstanding events all around the world that are attended by leaders who are working to improve and transform healthcare. As I mentioned on the last episode, I attended the DocSF event that kicked off in early January. It was the weekend before JPM Week in San Francisco. DocSF, which stands for the Digital Orthopedics Conference San Francisco, was started four years ago by Professor Stefano Bini, an orthopedic surgeon and innovator at UCSF. DocSF now benefits from the additional contribution and leadership of Shauna Butler. Shauna is a nurse, a nurse economist, and a tremendous advocate for the role of nursing, and she also coined the term entrepreneurs. She's also just released a brand new podcast called See You Now. Be sure to check that out on your favorite podcast app. Now, if you don't already know, 2020 was designated as the Year of the Nurse and the Nurse Midwife by the World Health Organization in recognition of the contributions that nurses make and to draw attention to the risks associated with nursing shortages. Organizations around the world are planning hundreds of events to mark the Year of the Nurse. This year, 2020, is also the 200th anniversary of the birth of Florence Nightingale, and it also marks the year of the publication for the first WHO State of the World's Nursing Report. So in this year in particular, I wanted to make sure that we focus on some of the great leaders who are also experienced nurses. Please do get in touch with me if you know of someone we should have on the show, or perhaps that person is you. You can reach me at dan at digitalhealthtoday.com and on the Twitters at healthtechdan. While I was at DocSF, I was able to meet Molly K. McCarthy. Molly is the chief nursing officer at Microsoft. She actually has a much longer official title, and I talk about that during the interview. As I explained on the previous podcast, we're releasing this episode both on my show, Digital Health Today, and on the DocSF podcast. If you'd like to find other topics and speakers that are featured on either of these two programs, you can find both the Digital Health Today podcast and the DocSF podcast by visiting their respective websites or by simply visiting the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. Please do check it out. You can also find other podcasts covering a wide range of topics that are relevant to professionals working in the healthcare sector, and we're adding more shows every week. But no matter where you found this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player, and you'll get every episode as they go live. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Dan Kendall. We're here in San Francisco for the DocSF conference. Today is January 12th, Sunday, 2020. And I'm here with Molly McCarthy. She's the chief nursing officer for the U.S. for Microsoft. Molly, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you. It's great to be here and back in San Francisco, where I spent uh, many years prior to being at Microsoft. Molly, this is the second day of this DocSF conference, the first time you've attended. I sat through your presentation yesterday. It was wonderful. I really got some great insights, and I, I hope we'll be able to talk about them today for this podcast. But first, I want to talk a little bit about your origin story. You are a nurse. You're now for a massive tech company doing some great work. Uh, how did you sort of make that transition? What kind of nursing did you do? And how did your career sort of progress that brought you to Microsoft? Sure. Yeah. And I get that question a lot. So I like to think back on my path. And I started my career as a neonatal intensive care unit nurse and as well as pediatric. I worked with cardiology patients as well as with the kidney transplant team. And I always had a fascination with technology and how we could use it 
it. And this was in the early 90s, mid 90s to engage our patients. And I just really followed my curiosity. Uh, I wanted to pursue my career beyond the hospital. So I actually went back to business school. And through that, I was able to connect to a medical device company actually in the San Francisco Bay Area where I was living at the time uh, that was heavily involved in the neonatal and pediatric market. So for me, it made sense based on my clinical background. And then just my curiosity really drove me to look at the types of devices they were coming up with and, and manufacturing and helping them work through a lot of the specifications so they would meet the needs of the end users like the nurses and physicians. So that's how I first transitioned into technology. And, and again, that was here in Silicon Valley, and I can't think of a better place to do it. So were you in sort of a product manager role? Or? Exactly. Yeah. So I worked uh, on a product that looked at end tidal carbon monoxide, and it was looking at exhaled breath in babies to potentially determine whether or not they would have hyperbilirubinemia. So it was actually looking at bilirubin production through breath. It's a great training ground, I think, when you have a technical or a, a you know applicable skill like nursing. I did engineering. And then when you go into product development, you begin to understand a lot of the different aspects of what the customer needs are, what the business models are. Do you need to actually innovate on the business model? Do you actually need to get the regulatory bodies to move or adjust because you're trying to do something cutting edge? So it's a really interesting experience to, to bring to other businesses. And is that something you found has been beneficial as you've entered your role at Microsoft? Definitely. Um, I think, you know, now more than ever, you know, over the past, I've been in healthcare for 25 years and really just my curiosity drove me towards technology. Um, but I think now more than ever, it's so critical to have the, the input and feedback of clinicians, of the end users into the design and development of these solutions, whether it's a medical device, whether it's a software application, because ultimately they are the individuals that will be using that and, and really to implement and adopt that technology is critical. So I think at Microsoft, you know, I can help elevate the voice of those end users, whether it's a physician, a nurse, a nurse practitioner, or even someone in IT, and take that information back to our engineering team to really help drive change and innovation. Now, your presentation yesterday morning, you took us through some of the things that Microsoft is doing. And I'd like to go through, there were three key things, three key areas that you were focused on in terms of Microsoft. And I also would like to understand a little bit more about like what your typical day-to-day -day is. Like what are some of the things that a company like Microsoft gets you involved with, with your nursing experience, with your product development experience? What are you doing? How do you want to start? You want to go into your, sure. your so day and week I'll, first? I'll first, maybe I'll talk a little bit about the big picture in terms of what Microsoft is doing in health. So I've been in with Microsoft almost seven years. So really came in at the tail end of hospitals and healthcare systems implementing EMRs and now moving to the cloud. So our focus is to help organizations, whether you're a provider organization, a payer, life science company, medical devices. And I primarily work with provider organizations. So healthcare systems really move to the cloud. So that's the first thing. The second thing is really helping to empower frontline clinicians, whether that's through communication and collaboration tools, ambient clinical intelligence um, that's coming out. We just announced a partnership with Nuance around the intelligent scribe, but really taking the burden away from caregivers so that they can focus on 
patient care. And, and, and that is what they truly love. And then the third thing is really thinking about AI as it applies to further development of precision medicine. So those are the three key areas that Microsoft is focused on right now um, within the healthcare industry. In terms of a day-to-day, there is no typical day. I mean, I'm here on a weekend. So, you know, I think primarily what I do is I really help guide our sellers in the field. We oversee 400 different customers in the U.S. and helping with them as they help their customers and partners, quite frankly, uh, transition to the cloud and really it is a partnership because we know as a tech company, we can't do it without the expertise of the individuals from the the different healthcare systems. So my day, you know, one day I could be, uh, I just spent uh, four hours this past week in a unit touring a cardiac intensive care unit in a pediatric hospital and getting to know their telemedicine strategy and how they want to expand, not just in the U.S., but globally. So helping them devise that strategy, both from a, a vision standpoint, but then also thinking about the technology and the architecture infrastructure. I do some work with different organizations, for example, National Quality Forum. I was on their tech committee. So a lot of it is external reaching out into the community, but then also taking um, customer feedback into our product group, our engineering group, and our healthcare next group, which is our new experiences in technology specifically around healthcare. So I introduced you as the chief nursing officer, mm-hmm. which was, uh, thanks for letting me introduce you in that way, because your actual title is much longer than right, you want to share. Right. So technically, I am the national director for the U.S. provider industry and chief nursing officer. So I actually share that role with a colleague of mine who is a physician. And so together, we work with health systems across the country, really on the business development and, and strategy side for our sellers, as well as our teams internally. If that makes sense. (laughs) So you mentioned yesterday that the new CEO at Microsoft has really changed a lot. You mentioned his personal experiences with dealing with the healthcare systems. You know, that's unfortunately real experience that a lot of us have that gives us a better understanding of how the things that we're doing work or don't work. Right. And you mentioned that Microsoft's making a big investment in healthcare. Uh, You listed three different areas where you're focused. So is this a new role that you have inside Microsoft? Is this something that, that the new CEO sort of put in place or is this something that that there have been chief nursing officers for 10 years. Right. So Microsoft has been invested in health for 30 years. I mean, we've, you know, more transactional, I would say. Since uh, Satya came on as a CEO back in 2014, um, really changed the culture and direction of the company moving towards the cloud and, and artificial intelligence. And with that, thinking about an investment in our regulated industries. So healthcare, education, financial services, federal, state and local government. These are all industries that are are verticalized at Microsoft, which is new. Uh, And we did that in the past two and a half years. And so we've had a lot of change with Satya. And and with that change, you know, new opportunities. And I came in initially working with health and human services. And actually that changed quite quickly and, and moved into a business development role still within the healthcare industry. But my role really changed significantly, I would say, within the past two and a half years with the creation of the healthcare vertical. We do also have a chief nursing informatics officer, my colleague, Kathleen McGrow. And so we're looking to really bring in industry experts who understand healthcare beyond IT. 
Brilliant. And this is actually the year of the nurse. So can you tell us a little bit about what the significance is of that and why this is the year of the nurse? Sure. So um, it is the year of the nurse and the nurse midwife. And um, this was coined, I think, because it is the 200th anniversary of Florence Nightingale's birth. And with that, actually recently announced that for 18 years in a row, the nurse is one of the most trusted profession out there. Uh, and I think celebrating the nurse as we transform healthcare uh, is critical because, first of all, there's so many within the U.S. and the world, and they truly have that relationship with the patient. And, you know, as we think about that at Microsoft, you know, we're investing more in some educational activities around technology and nursing as well as physicians. Well, you mentioned education. Right. And, and technology. And one of the things you mentioned from stage yesterday was around the HoloLens. Mm -hmm. And that's something that honestly, I haven't heard a lot about recently. Right, right. So it made a big splash a few years ago with Case Western and right. the, some of the work that you did there. You mentioned that from the stage, but it's a great technology. I've used it myself and I could see that there's a, a big opportunity for it. So have you guys just sort of gone into stealth mode and now you're about to make some big announcements around it? Or can you tell us what's happening with HoloLens. Well, we did just announce the release or the upcoming release of HoloLens 2. And you can just tell visually it's sleeker, it's more form-fitting, etc. We haven't really gone into stealth mode. I mean, think about HoloLens, I think about it as a wearable computer, really integrating the reality around me and my reality in, in the computers to, to a mixed reality. But we have so many partners that actually develop applications on the HoloLens. And I would say the most significant area where I've seen so much growth is really around simulation, education and training, really for medical students, for nursing students, as they look for different ways, not only to engage their students, but to educate their students on, for example, anatomy and physiology. And how about educating patients as well? Is right. that, is that's that another, taking outside of that? Yeah. So uh, th that's another great point. And I talked yesterday about virtual surgery intelligence. And with that, we don't just think about what happens in the OR, but we think about what type of education are we doing prior to that individual coming into the OR. So for example, if they're having a hip replacement, can they potentially understand what it might do to mobility, et cetera, for the first week and, and how they might need to change their activities of daily life. Uh, it might be actually preparation for surgery by the surgeon, as well as during the surgery. And then uh, as mentioned before, I think really around teaching. So patient education is a, a great use case for it. It's not, I wouldn't say every hospital is out there purchasing the HoloLens. It just depends upon, you know, where it falls on their priority list, quite frankly. Yeah, you showed a great video yesterday. I don't know what the hospital was, but it was obviously translated in subtitles. But uh, maybe we can have a link to that in the show notes if you can... Sure. Let us yeah. know. It's a hospital in, in Germany that um, is working with the HoloLens as well as two software companies around virtual surgery intelligence. So I'm happy to provide that so we can share that out. You also mentioned Stryker, who's actually right. someone I, I'm going to speak to the CTO of Stryker shortly. So what's some of the work that you're doing with them? Sure. So with Stryker, obviously, they're a huge company in orthopedics, but other areas. Um, a couple things that we're working on them with that I can actually talk about. The first one is is what we've done with them around looking to really manage their devices, devices around the world in terms of preventive maintenance, as well as just location, et cetera, and, and really 
creating something through the Azure cloud, as well as with our analytics platform, so they can essentially get real-time feedback on performance and quality. And that helps them with furthering their product design and development, as well as engaging with the customers around what's working and what's not working. So that was really the first thing that was done internally within Striker. And then externally, they kind of used that infrastructure and model to create something called smart equipment management. And that's really a customer application where they at the hospital can do similar things around predicting, you know, what devices might need maintenance, et cetera. It also allowed them to uh, file maintenance orders online through a system. And so really capturing that data through the Internet of Things has enabled hospitals to keep track, to better schedule surgeries and, and have equipment on hand when needed. And actually, just as we're talking about Stryker, I'm reminded of another video that I saw some years ago where the Stryker group out in Texas, who is responsible for uh, designing operating rooms, they were actually using the HoloLens to actually create simulations so that people could actually walk through and experience the the layout and the format of equipment that they were selling uh, and designing into operating rooms right. to ma maximize efficiency. So great uh, customer there for you, and I appreciate you sharing what, what they're doing. So this is your first year here at DocSF. Um, it is. Why are coming to these sorts of conferences really important? Um, they're, well, they're important for me because I want to keep a, a direct pulse on what's going on in the industry with what the challenges are that, you know, clinicians face, that hospital administrators face. But I also want to understand the up-and-coming technology and the, the technology companies that are out there. I've met so many great startups here at this meeting, and just to understand the direction and how Microsoft can potentially partner with them. I saw a presentation yesterday from a gentleman, Aspira. You know, they're built on... Microsoft Cloud Platform, and they specifically want to integrate Teams into their solution as well, Microsoft Product. So really taking the next steps with that organization. So it's really, you know, for me, it's not just sharing what Microsoft does, but really learning from those who are here. Yeah, well, that was a great panel. I actually moderated that panel, uh, but I really enjoyed right, the, the, right. The, the talk that he right. gave and the product that he had. Uh, and then I thought there were some really great questions from the panelists about his business model. So is there anything else that you want the listeners to, to hear about before I let you go? No, I just think from the Microsoft point of view, we feel that it's truly a partnership with our vendors, you know, big vendors like Stryker, et cetera, but then also with our community hospitals, our physician offices, nurse practitioners, health systems really around the globe to help transform healthcare where, you know, we're not going to do it alone and it's uh, really going to take a team effort. How can people find out more about what Microsoft is doing? Yeah, sure. If you just search Microsoft and Health, um, you can follow Health IT on Twitter. You can follow myself on Twitter, Molly. Microsoft Molly RN. And, you know, also we're going to have a huge presence at HIMSS this year coming up in March. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for coming here to this event and for taking time to be a part of this podcast and hope to see you back next year. Great. Thank you so much. Right. Great to meet you. Thanks for tuning in. Just a quick reminder that you can find both the Digital Health Today podcast and the DocSF podcast on the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter to receive weekly updates on the latest and best podcasts in healthcare. Find it at healthpodcastnetwork.com.